0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com
1: This is California School News Radio with your hosts, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg.
0: Thank you, Wade. We're here live on California School News Radio, the voice of education in California. Welcome to the program every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Pacific Standard Time on wsradio.com. We bring you newsmakers from the world of education to discuss what's going right in our schools from the perspective of administrators, teachers, students, parents, and community members. I am Kevin Osmus from VMA Communications, and here with me, as always, uh, the, the, the Oscar for Outstanding Performance <laughs> in Radio Hosting goes to Drew Schlossberg of the San Diego Union Tribune. Welcome, Drew.
2: They love me, they love me, Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate it. <laughs> and that was
0: uh, in reference of Sally Field, of course of course, of course, yes, uh, yeah, I, I have never been uh, nominated for an Oscar, uh, <laughs> nor have however. I. However, uh, I have been thanked and excused a couple of times from jury duty. So that's quite an accomplishment in itself. So it? um, we begin our program at uh, Gidley School yes. this morning at the El Monte City School District. Over the weekend, Gidley's Science Olympiad team made a very impressive showing at the Southern California Regional Competition at Rio Hondo College, finishing seventh in a field of 40 teams. Seventh. And here with us this morning is Gidley 8th grade physical science teacher and Science Olympiad head coach Pamela Dominguez. Welcome to California School News Radio to you, Pamela. Thank
3: you very much.
0: Yes. Uh, Good to have you on the program. And also with us is Science Olympiad Olympiad team captain, Gidley 8th grader Tracy Chow. Welcome to the program, Tracy.
4: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, well, wonderful. Sit tight, Tracy. We will get to you in just a second. We have lots to talk about. But first, uh, we'll go to you, Pam. Uh, Gidley has had a Science Olympiad team for more than 25 years. You've been involved with the team since 2006 and as head coach since 2008. And all I have to say is, nice job. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thank you. Uh, it it uh, t- really is a pleasure.
0: Uh, Well, tell us a little about the Science Olympiad and the culture it's created at at Gidley uh, uh, during your tenure as head coach.
3: Well, as you know, over the last 10 years or so, um, STEM has become a very large topic. And it's a topic that many students go, no, science, math. (laughs) So they've been a little afraid of it, but now they're starting to get more interest and more passion in it, and I think Science Olympiad has helped to nurture that spark, that interest, and we have more resources available to it, and it's become more open to different genders and minorities, and I think that's what has allowed them to experience
0: all the new things. And you know, and then this is not just any kind of after school program. Um, I, the, the, do you have the you had you guys practice after schools? Is that is that how it works? Yeah,
3: yeah we're okay. an after school program. We have official meetings on Mondays, but we basically meet Monday through Thursdays um, after school and many days of the week. The students are here from six six thirty in the morning till seven thirty. We meet about once or twice a month on Saturdays for team practices, and then we go to uh, an invitational, and that's usually held in January, and that prepares us for our regional competition, which is usually held in February or the 1st of March, depending on when um, L.A. County sets up. So the students basically begin... For about five months, working intensely on their passions that they discover.
0: And let's uh, let's just uh, we'll remind our viewers, uh, Gidley, you are a kindergarten through eighth grade school, correct?
3: Yes, we are. We're K through eight.
0: And K through eight, and then uh, and and but for the team, uh, you have uh, about fifty students each year uh, from the fourth through the eighth grade. Uh,
3: about fifty students start out in the beginning but they don't usually end up lasting the whole time. We run two teams. We have an elementary team, and the elementary team consists of 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. Then we have a middle school team. You're eligible with 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. So at the end of the competition the following year, five of the 8th graders can come back and compete as freshmen because most freshmen do not make the high school teams. So five of the previous competing eighth graders can return the following year to compete on the team. So basically the elementary team goes fourth, fifth, and sixth, and it is mainly seventh, eighth,
0: and ninth for our middle school teams each year. And and one of your and, and your team captain for this year is Tracy. Welcome, Tracy, to the program. Uh, what? How did you get involved with the Olympiad, and what has the experience been like for you?
4: So I first joined in sixth grade when I was new to Gidley. I didn't know anyone, so I decided to join to like make new friendships, and I really liked it sixth grade year, I discovered a passion for environmental studies. I decided to continue on to Science Olympia, so I joined the seventh grade team, um, middle school team in seventh grade, and I continued on, and I'm on the team again this year.
0: Mm-hmm. And doing quite, doing quite well. I can tell you that... Um as an 8th grader, you already know more than I do about science and technology. I will guarantee you that. And I got to, almost can can bet that that's the same for Drew. Uh, uh, please welcome Drew Schlossberg from the San Diego Union-Tribune.
2: Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, Tracy, again, uh, congratulations. And uh, and uh, to you, too, uh, you know, uh, uh, Pam. Tracy, let me ask you this question. Have you always been interested in science?
4: Um, I didn't really like have the passion for science until I discovered Science Olympia, we were able to explore the many fields of science, including technology, medical fields, and it really sparked an interest in me, especially in environmental science.
2: Right. So, you know, how many different uh, categories are there uh, in uh, the uh, Olympiad itself?
4: In Olympiad, we have 23 events. Um, we have build events, where they, uh, we have physics, physics events, chemistry, biology, and environmental studies.
2: Right, exactly. And so uh, you uh, really gravitate to environmental studies. Uh, what interests you about environmental studies? What part of it uh, gets you excited?
4: Um, uh, so 91% of the plastic yeah. that we use that could be recycled ends up in our ocean. And there is a lot of trash that gets washed up in shore- shores shorelines when there's storms. And I really want to find a way to recycle that plastic. For example, like Starbucks cups, their coffee cups, they have this special lining. Um, Because of that, we aren't able to recycle um, the recyclable plastic. So I really want to create something that's able to recycle the parts that are recyclable and um, dispose the ones that we can't use in landfills. And that will reduce a lot of plastics that end up in our landfills annually.
2: Right. So you might want to even create your own business in designing these types of products, maybe?
4: Yes, definitely. Um, I've been looking into the business field also, like um, looking. So I really like math also, looking into stock statistics and learning how to run a company and tying that in with environmental studies.
2: Listen, I think that's uh, terrific. Uh, Kevin, we've got a budding entrepreneur on our hands over here.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that somebody's uh, willing to take on the the mess that we left for them, <laughs> because um, that that will be a lot of what the future jobs uh, entail um, in in technology. But also, Pam, uh, I think this kind of speaks to the to the culture that has been uh, uh, created. Uh, at Gidley, through the, the Olympiad, because you have had many of your students uh, go on uh, throughout the years to uh, uh, go to prestigious colleges and, and graduate and and then even come back and uh, come back and talk to the kids about their experiences. Is that, is that correct? Uh,
3: yes, it is I 'm excited to say I believe I have more uh, environmental engineers and chemical engineers and pharmacists along with neurobiology graduates, and a lot of them go into the medical field or into the environmental field, which is a little surprising to me because they suddenly find this passion and they didn't realize they had it before. And as I, recently I just had a student um, contact me. She was excited. She actually is going to be graduating with a computational linguistics And I currently have a couple of students that are overseas doing international business and finance. And they were actually our leaders in our technical part of the event. So it's exciting, and they get so excited. I run a college card where the students get to sign up and let me know where they went. I think the most exciting one was uh, four of my students landed partial scholarships for UCLA and one in neurobiology, and I have quite a few that have graduated from Stanford. So they go on. They continue that passion, and I think that's the exciting part you see. Uh,
0: Tracy, do you have a preference on where you're going to go to school? Have you thought um, that far ahead?
4: I've been thinking of going to Stanford because they have a really broad field of science, and they're really good at researching um, which is the field I want to go into researching for environmental studies, finding ways that could help humans, but at the same time, preserve our Earth.
0: Well, that uh, I, the best of luck there. Stanford's a very tough college to get in, uh, to, but I, but I believe just by your appearance on this program this morning, um, that is going to is going to boost your chances. Uh, but for right now, we are going to have to take a, a short break here. Uh, this is California School News Radio. We're talking with uh, Pamela Dominguez, Science Olympiad head coach for Gidley School in El Monte City School District, and team captain Tracy Chow. Uh, here with Kevin and Drew on California School News Radio, and we will be. right right back after these short messages. Stay tuned.
1: Kenja Dixon was crowned the number one sales executive through hard work, deep thinking, and the revelation of universal talk laws. He now wants to share these lessons with you. Universal talk laws are what you need to know and use in business and at home to have successful and effective conversations. Kenja Dixon shares his wisdom, action plans, and wealth. Each book comes with a chance to win $10,000. Find Universal Talk Laws at KenjaDixon.com.
0: In the military, things can change in an instant. Your personal life is just the same. Just like you protect our country, you want your family protected. That's why thousands of military members trust Navy Mutual Life Insurance. Navy Mutual is a nonprofit providing current and former Navy, Marine, and Coast Guard families with life insurance, no sales fees, and no military service restrictions, protecting members on active duty and beyond. Call 1 800 628 6011. 800 628 6011. Navymutual.org. Ensuring those who
1: serve.
3: Homeless veterans and their families are suffering and need our support, but many won't ask or don't know that help is within reach. Veterans Community Services is here to help. Amazingly, about 35% of the homeless in our neighborhoods are veterans with families. Low-income veterans or their friends are encouraged to contact Veterans Community Services and reach out for help with housing and other services. Call now, 800-974-9909.
0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com
1: This is California School News Radio with your host, Kevin Osmus and Drew Schlossberg.
0: Welcome back to the program. We are talking to Gidley School 8th grade physical science teacher and head coach of Gidley Science Olympiad team, Pamela Dominguez, and the Science Olympiad team captain, a grader Tracy Chow, uh, here on the program this morning. Welcome back. Uh, we haven't even uh, gotten into the results of the competition this, this last weekend, so I will just read you uh, some of the uh, medalists. I uh, don't have individual names, but uh, first place in Road Scholar, second place in thermodynamics, second place in water quality, fourth place in experimental design. Uh, the, the team was tearing it up this weekend, uh, I think you should know that. <laughs> um, Thank you. Uh, and I know that we, we know that you prepare uh, uh, very hard, but I, I think that the, the, the showing may have been a little bit of a surprise to you this time.
3: I'm never surprised at the talents my students have. I think they were more surprised with themselves. Um, I'm, I'm proud of them. It's, it's been a while since we've had the students really committed to the long term. It's it's difficult to keep them engaged sometimes, but this time they they followed through, and I'm I'm excited
0: for them. And and the competition there is pretty tough. I mean, there are high schoolers, high school students in this competition as well.
3: Yeah, uh, middle school competes with middle school, which goes all the way up to ninth grade, and then you have your high school teams, and they compete separately. What they call okay. in. They're a C class. We compete in what is called a B class, but the studies that they have to do really go up to freshman sophomore year in college and high school. Some of it, a lot of the study materials, we actually
0: use from first year college. So this gives them a, a, a nice head start into uh, into their upper upper education. Uh, so what is your approach as head coach? How, what is, what is your, your typical role? I know, I wa- I know that um, you, you have uh, excellent assistants and, and people that help you out. Peter Lamb uh, is one of your coaches, and I know that uh, you would love to give a shout-out to uh, Beverly Davila uh, for her wonderful code-busting skills. <laughs> um, uh, so, so, yeah, so, I mean, are you more of a Bill Belichick type of head coach? Are you more of a John Wooden? Uh, what, what's your approach?
3: I I think John Wooden is more my approach. However, sometimes the students might think uh, (laughs) I'm a little tougher than that, but I believe in allowing them to lead themselves. I see us not as coaches, but more as advisors and mentors there to help guide them, because it really is a lot to do with independent study and venturing and researching, because an event sheet can be pages of information. Each student begins to create a notebook that can be passed on to the next year, the next competition. Although each year they're not the same um, subject areas, but they're going to be, for example, Dynamic Planet is always the one of the staples. But one year it may be glaciers, one year it may be platonics and earthquakes, same with meteorology. One year it can be severe weather, can be climate change. So the basis are there. So the students really have to start out in the basis. We're looking at courses that uh of study that range from all the way from sixth grade to twelfth grade when we look at our next generational standards. So it really is integrating science across the grades. It just doesn't leave it to one. So many of these subjects aren't even approached in class. So they're really outside of their realm. So the students really have to have a curiosity. And that's how they begin. They go through the, um, I would say, like the catalog. It's actually the rules manual. And they find the events that they're interested in. Something that sparks them. And it's very vague. It's for instance, in Rhodes Scholar, it's just going to say, you know, you're going to study topographical maps and, yes, plotting. But then when once the student gets started, they find out that, whoa, there's a lot more to it, you know. They're actually doing magnetic declination, geographic declination, public land survey. So the students get a little, how should I say, insecure, but you've got to be there to support them. And teaching, I think we basically, as coaches, help to teach them their research skills and how to find information to back it up, to create it. Because the range of questions is from zero to 100. You never know what they're going to be. <laughs> so they have to be very versed in, in the entire subject. And that really is, some of these subjects cover a full year in college, a full year in high school. And these kids are trying to pack it in in five months. So it it really is a lot of self-discipline and partner work.
0: Drew, do you have that much self-discipline to be able to?
2: (laughs) No, no, I I admire the... Absolutely. Talents of uh, Tracy and, of course, uh, the wonderful uh, teaching exploits of uh, of Pamela. Tracy, let me ask you this. What does a team captain perform? What duties do you have to do?
4: Um, As team captain, you have to make sure everyone's organized. You make sure their events don't conflict, sign up for events. Um, you order T-shirts, you keep them on track, you create tests to challenge them and prepare them for competition and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to and staying on topic.
2: Well, I think you are going to be destined to be uh, a coach just like uh, you know uh, Pamela is as well on this. So when you first um, decided to be the team captain, were you a little nervous? Because that takes a lot of leadership skills.
4: Um, I was nervous because um, it's weird being like, ordering people, like, (laughs) um, having them do stuff, making. You have to find time for yourself in addition, and you have to, like, take care of other people, make sure they're doing it, and also take care of yourself and make sure you're studying your part for your event.
2: So so let me ask you this, you know, and and that's just a great opportunity to really see what a leader does, uh, you know, in a, a competition or just in general. What did you learn from this experience?
4: I learned that... Even though there's obstacles in your life, you overcome them. You always have someone there as your emotional and physical support. Like, my team, whenever, like, there's, like, personal problems, we're always there for them, and it really motivates them and have them, like, keep going on, and they made it all the way to regionals competition.
2: So if you were going to give some advice to uh, someone who is going to be uh, the next team captain, uh, what would you give them?
4: Um, to find time to in addition to caring for others, to care for yourself. Always put yourself first, because if you get knocked down, the whole team will like, become chaos.
2: Right, exactly, and how much do you have to be on top of your listening skills? Uh, there's a difference between hearing and listening, and listening is so important.
4: Um, listening, you, you listen, so some people, they feel better when like, they rant to you. You like, are emotionally connected with them, so you listen to them, you give them advice, and you kind of, like, help them and motivate them to do the things they're, they're really passionate about.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's excellent.
0: Kevin? Well, I, I, I'm just blown away. I, Tracy, you're sure you're in eighth grade because <laughs> I am certain that I'm talking to a college student right now. <laughs> Or, or, or older. <laughs> right. or, 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 or older. Uh, well, Pam, uh, uh, back to you briefly. We just have a, about two and a half minutes left in the, in the segment. So first of all, I would like to thank you for coming on California School News and telling us all the, all the great news. Uh, thank you also to you, Tracy. Uh, uh, Pam, what, what is the future of Science Olympiad at Gidley look at right now?
3: Well, I hope it's a forever program. I know that the school district is very supportive of Science Olympiad. They're very supportive of the STEM program by bringing robotics, and we look forward to our next challenge. Many of our students are now hand selected, and they'll be competing on my Sea Perch team, and we compete this Saturday. So I'm in the, the Sea Perch team.
0: Yeah, and, and, and describe just briefly what, what is the what is the Sea Perch? Uh, that sounds very that, that sounds pretty cool.
3: <laughs> uh, sea Perch is actually sponsored by the U.S. Navy and by Robotic Nation, and here's where it encourages our students to build their basic skills in underwater dynamics, such as exploring the naval architecture, marine and ocean engineering. We build a vehicle that actually can maneuver and recover underwater. And this year's event is based on what happened in Thailand. So our robot has to be able to mimic those needs of being able to rescue and recover in caverns. And it's, it's quite challenging. And so we're, and you have to create an engineering notebook. And you have to abide by the rules of an engineering notebook. As many engineers know, they're very technical. And so we've been really focused on the engineering process. And that's also what comes along with Science Olympiad. So we're looking forward to that next event on Saturday.
0: And so when do you find time to sleep is what I want to know, Uh, because (laughs) it sounds to me like you're wearing a lot of hats here and doing a lot of coaching and advising. Well,
3: I um, I don't see it as that. I see it as an investment in my future and an investment in my future. I have two young sons and I just went home last night after a very long night, seven o'clock here. And both my sons, one is third grade and first grade, and they were excited to tell me they just won positions on their Science Olympiad team. Oh, nice. And nice. So now I look forward to six more weeks of Science Olympiad with my okay. son.
0: Well, unfortunately, we have to end that there. Uh, I'm so sad. I want to talk so much more uh, to you and Tracy, but thank you for coming on the program. California School News, Pamela Dominguez of Gidley School and Tracy Chow of Gidley School uh, uh, doing some wonderful things, Science Olympiad. We'll be back with another wonderful guest here on California School News right after these messages. Stay tuned.
1: Take a break from politics. Tune in and learn something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind.
0: One person has the power to change the world, impact millions of lives, and leave a legacy for lifetimes to come. That person is you. In the New York Times bestseller, What is Your What? Steve Olsher, award-winning author and founder of The Reinvention Workshop, reveals his proven process that has helped thousands of men and women discover, share, and monetize the one thing they were born to do. Grab your free copy now at www.whatisyourwhat.com slash free. That's www.whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Take a break from Politics. Tune in and learn
1: something. WS Radio shows are worth your time and are filled with tips and advice. Add us to your lunch routine and we'll give you a meal for your mind.
0: Donate cash, furniture, clothes, and other gently used household items to Father Joe's villages and get a nice tax break in April. Every donation is tax deductible. Believe you can make a difference. Be Father Joe. Go to neighborhood.org or call 1-800-HOMELESS to donate today. Nowadays,
5: Internet devices are an integral part of your home. Everyone in your family has a smartphone, tablet, or a computer. Life is easier knowing that all your devices are secured and your family can surf the Internet carefree. ESET Multi-Device Security Pack does just that. One license for all your devices. With ESET, it's simple to stay protected and save money. Enjoy safer technology
1: with ESET Multi-Device Security Pack at ESET.com. That's ESET.com.